people think when you're in a studio that it's just going to be like ex- ex- extra magic, but it's like what brings that magic is that is the producers telling you, "Hey, I need you to sing this vocal line five times because we're going to pan it. We're going to do some stereo effect. I want you to do like three takes of your verse. I want the chorus to spread out, and I want you to add this harmony. Let's do this harmony. Blah 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 blah. It's like a three-four part harmony. You need substance in order to organize it and construct it. Welcome to Convos. I'm your host, Jordan Chavu, a veteran bass player, husband to my amazing wife, Latasha, and a big video game enthusiast. Join me as I chat with some insanely talented people about life, career, craft, and everything else in between. On today's episode, I interview artist, composer, music instructor, and audio engineer, Gabriel Jose Rodriguez. Gabriel was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A lot of his upbringing was surrounded by music, with his father being a composer and being able to compose for several other artists growing up. Hang with us as I chat with Gabe about his musical upbringing. We also reminisce about our times in college and talk about the importance of being a good hang, or really, just not a jerk, when it comes to music and all things creativity. Now, without further ado... Let's get to the conversation. Gabe, how's it going, man? It's going good, going good. Just chilling. Uh, this is the quietest place, you know, studio life. I'm in the closet. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I, I don't have an enclosed space in, in my spot, but it's it's better than nothing. <laughs> right, right, right. I just want to say thank, thank you for helping me out with, you know, the tech side of things when I reached out to you about with the podcast, I, yeah, you, you, you saved, you, you saved me some, um, some, some heartache there. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. I'm glad I could help. Know the feeling, man. Been recording since I was 13. So I've, I've, I've even plugged in headphones into mic outputs, inputs just to like hear. I, I just had nothing when I was younger. Right. So I was like, Ooh, can this record? And it did, mm-hmm. but it was like, headphones so it was like yeah no yeah i i hear that man um so okay so you so i guess you you kind of got into you know the whole tech production stuff at around 13 is that is that correct yeah 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 awesome like so what what got you into that i and i don't think i ever asked you that even like I mean, we met at East at Eastern University but like i these are questions like i i, w- I would normally ask people but like I, I guess never got a chance to, but hey, now now I can. <laughs> right. So my dad is a musician, so he he does a lot of salsa, okay. uh, Latin jazz, that type of thing. So I kind of grew up watching him a lot. I remember when I was four, I just always had access to the stage. Like he would be on stage, and I just go up to him and just pull his pants. But he's actually performing in front of like hundreds of people. So, you know, I kind of had that memory, but when I got older, I, you know, I'm, I guess my mom wanted me to learn an instrument. Music was just always around me. So I started learning mm. piano. I took like a, three days of piano class and I, <laughs> I don't like this. So they put me in drums. <laughs> so then I was like playing drums for a while and that was really cool. When I turned uh, 11, my dad was like trying to give me keyboards. He was always giving me like, used stuff or like broken stuff so like whenever i play a key like a 
I would press a key, it would just stay. Right. It wouldn't go back up. So I had to like play, lift, play, lift. So I was like struggling a little bit with those things. But yeah. when I was 13, um, I really wanted to learn how to like record. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was dating this girl at the time. I was 13. It wasn't serious. <laughs> but, um, I got you. I got you. He had, she had like 13 siblings. So like one of the brothers was a rapper. But then this other brother was like very techie. Mm. So, but they both knew that I made music and I just liked doing what I, everything was live. I'd have like, I split the keyboard, left side would be drums, right side would be a melody, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that's how they did it. So they downloaded this program called Audacity and they were like, we want you to do this remix. Uh, you know, my, my parents are very religious, so they want, us to like they don't want us to rap on secular instrumentals so i'm like okay so they did uh what was that song it was everybody in the club get to, what was that song yeah uh, oh yeah 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 by uh chingy I, I, yeah I chingy yeah yeah obviously you know that kind of thing yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like studying the beat and i was like i don't know how i'm gonna do this how do I do all this at the same time? And they were teaching me like, you got to do one track at a time. So right now you got mm. the drums and you got the keys and we did the whole thing. And it wasn't great. Like, you know, the beat was whatever it was, but I, I had to play each loop mm. for like four minutes, three minutes. And I was doing, and I wasn't on beat. There was no such thing as quantize. Oh, it was just audio. So like, as awesome as the beat sounded, they were performing it, and it was like, because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, Man. Um, no tempo or nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, 13, and then um, a few years later, I just started. Rec- I was recording every day. Yeah. I would literally sometimes my mom would put food on my table where I was recording because I just would forget. I was so hungry to just record and record and record. Yeah. I was. Once I came home from school, my best friends were FL Studio, my keyboard, and that was it. Mm. You know, I was homeschooled for like a year or two. Okay. And I turned that entire computer into like a whole workstation. <laughs> I started installing like programs and stuff. So, yeah. And I, I'd i say I, I didn't actually get good at mixing until I was like 19. So I spent like a long time like all those years just recording and figuring things out and I would. I used to put stuff on cassette tapes. I had this. There was this uh, beat maker game on PlayStation Two, and I would make beats on there, and just like record samples from that, from like video game stuff to like tape from tape the computer. So it was like okay. all that analog and digital stuff. Like I kind of knew uh, that that was like my lane, you know. So, uh, I didn't actually get a MacBook until. I was in college, so I was like, you know, I was just mm. doing like the Cubase and working like audio stuff. But like once I got Logic, that's when like the whole game changed. And I was using Logic on other people's computers, but like once I got my own thing, that's when like everything changed. And I was still learning, you know, in college, like how to read music and how to come. Now I'm a composer, you know, so like what the heck? Yeah. So like my freshman year, I learned how to play keyboard. Learn how to literally C D E like I had to learn all that. Uh, it was very stressful because I was in classes with people that knew how to play. 
They were in industries. Yeah. They were doing mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I mean, I know Stephen Ford. Like, I'm in classes. We were in classes with him, and I'm just like, I knew that. yeah. I don't even know if I'm cut out for this. I'm just here for the grade. Mm-hmm. Um, it was oh, a yeah. really crazy experience. Yeah, I, I should add to everyone that's listening. So, so Steve. Uh, so Gabe mentioned Steve Ford. He okay. So funny crazy because now he's the head of the music department at eastern so exactly (laughs) yeah and um and the former head of the music department is uh no the president of eastern university so you know that's kind of kind of a kind of a crazy level up there you know yeah yeah absolutely it's insane man but yeah it was I, i just learned i learned a lot yeah you know as far as like composition goes interesting thing is i didn't learn how to mix master produce in college i didn't learn that it was just all self-taught i was just listening to songs and i would try to recreate beats you know like my favorite songs i try to listen and it helped me to listen and yeah you know each instrument so i would do that but uh whenever students would play their stuff in the computer lab I was like, this is trash because it's like, it's not mixed. <laughs> you know, the instruments are not good. Uh, everything yeah. sounds fake. Mm-hmm. But they were listening from like an orchestral mindset. So right. I really had to learn how that worked. So I was trying to incorporate both, but I really wish I had like engineering classes because I know there's a lot of things like I could really brush up on and learn. But it's interesting, like the whole engineer side of music is very competitive so it's like people have these secrets and they want to share them and i'm like i i just want to learn how to be better you know that's that's all if i can help you be better at something i'll share it but it's kind of a little it's 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 a little hard to get into yeah man no i i i hear that it's it's good that you touched upon you know I can't necessarily. I I can't speak from like a bass playing standpoint. I, I think it's. I think it's a different sort of sort of vibe when you're dealing with just musicians, like straight, you know, like on the in- instrumental side of things. But then, you know, from that audio production standpoint, yeah. I yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm fortunately, you know, I know you, my friend, my friend True, um, my friend Aaron, who was my best man, you know. Uh, uh, um, you know, y'all, y'all have been really, are really cool, you know? And I, I feel like, I feel like I've, I've learned a lot just by being around, being around y'all, you know? And, and I think especially when it comes to, you know, the production side of things and music in general, you know, I, I think it's important to, I think it's really important to, you know, be in a position where you can help people because it's like, you know, it, it, it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard to really, it's, it's hard to get consistent work for one, you know, especially with, with COVID around, you know, but it's, yeah. but it's also hard, you know, differentiate, uh, differentiating yourself. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can literally agonize over that and lose sleep over it if, if you're not careful, that's not healthy, you know, <laughs> but I mean, but you know, it, yeah. either way it is important to kind of, you know, know put yourself out there yeah. but yeah i personally feel like you know if 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 you're playing things close to your chest and you know you're not you know i mean if you're just being a jerk you're being a jerk you know and you know that's that's no no, no one wants to be no one wants to hang with a jerk you know i, I you know i, I think it, it it pays to be a, a good hang <laughs> right. you know 
Yeah, I, I, I really feel like I really feel like character in a lot of ways is even more important than your talent or, or you know, what or your credentials or what what can you do? Because you can be like a top producer or whatever. But, you know, if you if, if you're not a good hang, you're not a good hang. You know, I think that's when humility comes in, you know, and just li- even listening to, you know, how you came up, you know, you had people around you, you know, you started off with like not a whole lot. You know, you talk about uh, the keyboard that, mm-hmm. that got stuck and you have to keep lifting the keys up, you know, working your your biceps and forearm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so I, I think I think it. I had it really hard. You know, there's people starving in other countries, but, you know, I just had to lift that <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, but, um, but I like the, I like what you brought yeah. up, um, you know, just about like working with uh, different people. And if it's not a good fit, you know, you can kind of sense it, but uh, it reminded me of, man, they were just so hard on me in college. <laughs> like they were all like, I'd be sitting next to someone that can't play or sing anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't think I was like amazing yeah. either, but like I knew, you know, why are you so hard on me? I'm, I'm, I do my work. I, I record what you want me to record. I present mm-hmm. it to you, but they just always put me, they have me at this high standard for some reason. Um, Cause it's like, I, I do the work, but then they kept saying like, you're, you're lazy. You show up late. And you're just always you're not focused mm-hmm. i don't know what it is and i'm just like I, but i'm doing my work um but what i learned from that was um it was that woody allen quote i actually looked it up today just to make sure i was you know fact myself <laughs> and that i wasn't crazy but it was basically saying like you know all your gifts and talents you know they're inevitable like if you're born with them if you have them that's you have them yeah but 90, 80 to 90% of life is showing up. And that's what, you know, our professor David Bryant said, like just mm. showing up is it puts you in that position to meet that person or take that phone call or, you know, for someone to know who you are, you, you might show up and then the other person's probably expecting, Hey, where's Jim? Yeah. Oh, He's not here, but I'm Gabriel. Boom. I got a whole nother opportunity to do something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was always struggling with, you know, timeliness and just being professional. Mm. You know, David Bryant always taught us like, what time is, uh, what time is orchestra? Mm. It's six. What time do you get here? Six, you know, five thirty. Mm-hmm. You got to warm up. You don't just show up at, you know, five fifty eight. Mm-hmm you're late, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I really had to learn that and get that in my brain. And what helped me was, you know, setting up calendars and all that stuff. But yeah. I just feel like a lot of that responsibility, a lot of musicians don't have. Mm. So it's really hard to work with the people that are really great. They're great at what they do. They're nice people. They just suck at time management mm-hmm. or, you know, so for me, it's like, I try to have a little more grace because I know some, uh, not a lot, not everyone's there. Right. Um, but if it's just a constant thing, it's hard for me to like, Hey man, you know, now when I run sessions, if you say you want to record at three, my, you know, my fingers on the record button at two fifty nine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm ready. Um, some people are like, Hey, my bad. Or they just won't call yeah. and they'll just show up 
you know, 315, 330. And I'm just like, I got somewhere to be if you're not going to respect my time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like money ain't even the problem. I'm not, the only stress I want on this job is how I'm going to mix this song. I don't want to stress about you. Oh, you doing this and you got to take this phone call. Look, you get one phone call, you're excused. But if you got to keep texting and doing other stuff, I'm on time. Yeah. Like you're on my time too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, people pay money for sessions and they, you know, snapping their fingers. Like I need this, I need that. And it's like, don't, don't disrespect me. Like <laughs> I'm the one mixing your song. Yeah. So, like, I feel like we, as musicians, we really got to learn, uh, especially successful musicians, right? Mm-hmm. It's like easy to be lazy because it's like, yeah, I'm good. You know, people know who I am. I'm, I got this and that, but it's like, you're just terrible to work with. Like the, mm-hmm. the more consistent, successful people, they're either like their own business person hmm. or they have a whole team of people that vouch for them and really get them to where they need to be. Yeah. But I'm not just going to chill here because you, you gave me $250. Like, right. I can be right back dude. like, seriously. Right. And I've done that. Right. Yeah. No, for, for sure. Um, you know, and that reminds me, you know, you can get, you can get like, you know, it's, it's, it's great to get paid at the end of the day for doing what you do. But I think, you know, the circumstances surrounding that, that's, that's key, you know, because so what if you get paid like 500 for this one gig or this thing that you did, that doesn't really mean anything. If, you know, the people that you're working with are like, you know, just, just, you know, they're, they're no good (laughs) or, or even just if your reputation takes a hit, you know, and that's, and that's so, and reputation is like, it's almost everything these days, you know, right. especially with, with social social media. Cause like, you know, you post like one thing and, you know, people will mm. swear by it because, you know, the internet does not forget and it seldom forgives <laughs> if, yeah. if, if at all, or, or at least you'll get made into a meme or something, which, you know. Right. You know. That's, when I do some projects, <laughs> I'm just like, look, you ain't got to shout me out. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm good. It's, it's a, I don't want my name on this, you know. I'll send it to you. Just don't. But look, that's you starting out. Do what you gotta do. All good, but you know. Yeah, no, I I hear that. You know, I'm, because I uh, that that'd be my mindset too. You know, like okay, you know, I'm here. And I I'm I'm playing. You know, that's 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 it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I had this I had this one client. The more, you know, obsessions I have, it really helped me to kind of you know, I've 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 experienced I had a lot of negative experiences. Mm-hmm. So all those years kind of like helped me to be a little more organized and concise and mm-hmm. uh proactive. So like whenever I have a client, I talk to them and say, you know, um this is the session, once the song yeah. Once everything's recorded, you know, I'll give you your first draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me notes on that first draft. So then I give you draft two. By the time we get to draft three, it's really just a wrap up. Mm-hmm. So just three edits and your song is like complete. It's great. But this yeah. dude was like, and I said anything after that, you know, there's other compensation involved. So he All said, right. all right, cool. I want to redo my verse. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Right. We came mm-hmm. in recorded it but then he kept asking me my opinion and was like you hear the difference and i'm like honestly i i don't i don't (laughs) yeah what you need then that's totally fine you know yeah um 
So he paid me that additional hour, hour and a half, whatever. Um, and I was like, cool, it's done. I'm mixing it. And I send it to him. A month later, you know, he's he, like, the song's done. I gave him the stems, the performance track, everything. Um, he's like, hey, uh, can you just take this like breath out at two minutes and three seconds? And I'm like, no, nah, man. Like, I don't even want your money at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I just know if we keep editing the song, I'm gonna have you for like Ever. a long time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he kept telling me like, can you take this breath out? Can you do this? Can you do that? I sounded nasally here. I blah 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 blah, and I'm just like. I had to get to a point where I can't. Yeah. I don't even want your money no more. He was like, oh, you you were expecting me to pay you? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but I don't want your money. Like, this song is done, man. Like, Mm -hmm. you're so focused on this one thing. So, it's you know, I learned, like, three drafts. You know what I mean? If you want more, Mm -hmm. which is fine every now and then. Um, But I try to get it done in three drafts. Like, completely mixed, mastered. Like, it's great. This is what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't please everybody. What's up, conversators? I sincerely hope you've been enjoying the episode thus far. Before we move forward with the rest of the interview, I have to ask you a serious question. Would you be willing to buy me a coffee? <laughs> no, I don't mean the drink. I'm referring to the platform coffee, K-O-F-I. Coffee is a platform that allows content creators to receive financial support from their community. It's also a great way for creators to engage with their community. I would love your support with the podcast as doing so will allow me to produce more episodes in the near future. To support the show, head over to my website, georgefood.com, and click on the podcast tab. On the podcast page, you'll find a link to my coffee account directly below. Hit it, and you'll have the option to make a one-time donation or subscribe monthly. By subscribing monthly, you will have access to extra content, such as behind-the-scenes posts, bonus episodes, and a chance to be a future guest on the podcast. Neat, huh? Whichever option you choose, your support will mean so much to me and keep the podcast going. Thanks for taking the time to hear me out. Now, let's get back to the conversation. That's crazy and a funny story at the same time, because like I just got the image of like, dude, you know, just be with you like, like, you know, like you're like. I don't know, like you're you're in bed and he's like and he just like rolls up and is like, hey man, you need to take this breath out of my <laughs> you know, or like following following you throughout throughout your life until like at your funeral, like open casket. He'll be there like hey, hey, like you know, he coming in with a cane, just like right. Hey, man, uh right, right. Can you uh uh you know, so <laughs> it's just, that's, that's crazy. Right. But, but in, in all seriousness, <laughs> yeah, man, that, that reminds me of one of the challenges of just, of, of doing this stuff is really just really with anything. I feel like it's just dealing with people in general, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, you know, deal, dealing with people like, okay. So like I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert. So, you know, I need, I need like time to recharge from people. Not, not to say that, you know, I, I can't hang around people or that I don't want to get to know people, but you know, I need time to kind of just, you know, you know, recharge, you know, to, to fill, fill the tank, so to speak, you know, and yeah, you know, and, and like, you know, you, you, you need to be, you know, like, like sometimes you, you just have to just, I would say even if you're 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 an extrovert, you know, you you got you got to be able to kind of just 
no rest a bit and you know no re- recharge and be be with yourself i'm an extrovert it's harder for us impress yeah yeah and that's that's the, and that ta- and that takes a lot too you know no um my wife's working in the background but like she, like she'll she has to deal with parents like you know there's this one parent that that like called was like apparently she's called like her other teachers in, in her school she's very like a she's like one of those people that like will will like will either like she's she's just a difficult person i'll put it at that because she was being really belligerent and like you know me being a husband i was about to be like yo like give me give me the phone i'm on top <laughs> but i was like i don't want to get get mm-hmm. in trouble <laughs> you know I, I mean you know but yeah uh, and all all joking aside you know I, you know dealing yeah. with people can be can be a lot and um i i think for me my challenge doesn't always manifest in just like dealing with people one-on-one or groups or whatever. It's more so, you know, especially because, you know, I'm a bass player. It's like, all right, you know, how do I market myself out there in front of people, you know, and like, let them know that like, Hey, you know, I'm your guy, you know, I can, I can do this, you know, if, if you think I'm a good fit, you know, and I, it's definitely like a balancing act because on the one hand it's like, you know, yeah, I want to put myself out there. I want to get this work. But the flip side is that, you know, I don't want to base my whole life, my whole existence, you know, around, you know, just trying to seemingly appease people, you know, and I, I don't know if you can relate, relate to that. I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's, I'm I'm sure there's some, there's some coinciding with, with that, you know, as far as, you know, being in production and, yeah. And and engineering because you know so, you know people will 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 come will come to a uh, producer and engineer you know f- for getting like a certain sound or 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 whatever so you know how um, how 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 do you navigate all all of that if that makes sense as far as like um like just trying to please or like satisfy what like their requests um. <laughs> I mean, yes, but also more so like just not just not being so caught up in people's approval, just focusing on doing, you know, the best job that you can at the given moment versus, you know, you know, if if I, yeah. you know, if, you know, it's over if this person, you know, backs out, you know, you, you, you get what I mean? A little bit, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So I know for me when I, I, I don't really... I'm very vocal about getting the right sound. Like before we record anything, I tell them like, you're not leaving until this song is done until I get everything out of you. Like I will stop you in the middle of your verse. <laughs> if there were, it was something off. Cause what's the point of just continuing when we can just stop it right there. Look, just take over. It's fine. To take over. Um, I'm not like a drill sergeant, but it's like they just look at me and was like, "Yeah, you caught that early." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, let's just do it all." Some people, you know, they they're really good at trusting me as far as like giving my insight, my opinion. Some people are very difficult to work with. Like I kind of gained the confidence. There are a lot of things I'm not confident about, but when it comes to mixing. And just having the right sound, like I'm pretty confident in that. So when I'm when I'm doing my thing and I 
give them something. I just know if they're being difficult, you know, because I've been doing it for a long time. I know when they're like being very nitpicky. Um, and I try to weed those people out just to let them know before I, we even record. I try to get that sense. Like I'm kind of interviewing them while they're interviewing me. Um, you know, they're like, oh, so do you record? And I send them some songs I recorded. And they're like, oh, wow, when can I start? And I just start talking to them. Um, and through the process, I'm just, you know, I get to feel them out. Um, but I mean, I, but I've also had experiences where people were just very difficult to work with. Um, you know, this, this singer had a manager and he said he was going to send me some money and I'm like, okay, he sent me the, the projects already. And my thing is I don't work on projects until I have some sort of deposit. So he would, he sent me like three, four songs. Um, took him like two months to send me a very small deposit. Um, so I'm, you know, he kept asking me, Oh, how are the songs? I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm still waiting for, <laughs> still waiting for your uh, funds. Um, so he sent them and then I started mixing them and I'm like, can I, I, he kept being the middleman and I understand as a manager, you got to do what you got to do. But at the same time, like there are questions that I need to ask the singer. Like I'm, I'm just tired of, this middle stuff like i'm not a manager i don't want to be her manager i just want to record and i want to get the sound right so you know i'm finally talking to her she only had like seven vocal tracks throughout the whole song wasn't a lot um so i'm giving her the mix and she said oh i thought you were going to be more creative with it this was already giving her like the third draft. Like she kept telling me like, this is great. Can you raise this up? Take this away. Add that. After doing all of that, I send it to her and I'm like, okay, cool. So what do you think? Well, I just thought you were going to do more with it. And I'm like, more like what? I didn't record you. You just sent me the project. You know, people think when you're in a studio that it's just going to be like extra magic, but it's like, what brings that magic is that is the producers telling you, hey, I need you to sing this vocal line five times because we're going to pan it. We're going to do some stereo effect. I want you to do like three takes of your verse. I want the chorus to spread out and I want you to add this harmony. Let's do this harmony. Blah, 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 blah. It's like a three, four part harmony. You need substance in order to organize it and construct it. I can't do it with three to five to seven tracks. And and all of them are separate tracks. They're not like three of the tracks were like the chorus. It wasn't. It was just all one line stuff. So I'm like, I can't really do much with this. Um, and I, su- I suggested like, hey, you know, let's have a session. I'll re- I'll be there with you to record it. You know, I work with harmonies. I do the vocal coaching. But an, an engineer's job is to just hit record and stop. I, you know, unless you're like a really good singer and it's like, I know Tory Lanez, he's, you know, when he sings, he's like, all right, stop, record, and then he'll do a, a harmony, stop. Like he'll, t- he'll tell them what to do because that's what the engineer is supposed to do. Um, so he's like his own producer. But, um, but yeah, and then I would get messages from the manager just randomly. I just get a text message that literally says studio. And I'm like, what? <laughs> is you mean to send that to me? Is that a question? Is that a statement? Right, right. You just texted me back, yeah. 
And I was like, look, I don't understand what you're saying. So if you need something, you can you ask me? I'm just like, so I, those were like the very beginning signs where I'm like, this is going to be weird. Um, and it just was not a good recording experience. You know, um, I didn't even record that. It was just the mix. But I'm just like, I need to talk. on. He was just only texting me. Didn't want to talk on the phone. And I'm like, I, this just, this ain't working. Just not. So whatever. <laughs> Kind of my experiences that helped me to, you know, I just try to weed people like that out. You know, at the end of the day, I do work really hard to exceed people's expectations when it comes to um, doing any projects for them, whether it's composition or doing a whole song from scratch, you know, from drums to the very end, you know. Um, and it's just, I, I love it. You know, sometimes I don't even count the hours. You know, if you go 15 minutes over, it's just 15 minutes. You know, it's like, I just want to make sure this is done. Um, one time my computer crashed and I lost this dude's project and he paid me. I said, look, I'm so sorry. My computer crashed. I was crying on the floor because <laughs> no. I lost two years worth of stuff. But I'm willing to bring you back in re-record you and I will not charge you mm. and he agreed to it mm. and I was I was very grateful because he could have been like you know what just give me my money back mm. you know yeah. um but because of my the consistency I was I've, I give people yeah they're able to like kind of give me that grace too so mm. you know it, it all I, I try to be really strict with the integrity thing because yeah no matter what, I just want to make sure I'm doing what I need to do because you just never know. Yeah, if you might need something. So. Yeah, no, for sure. That's that's a very man. That's 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 so good. What you're saying. No, that's a very good mindset to have. Um, you know, um, actually, just makes me thankful that you know that for me to have met you and um, you know in my life and uh, man. Um, it's great to meet you, man. Like you, out of all the songs I recorded, the song that still stands the test of time is the song you played bass on. Oh, uh, uh, I, I love you, girl. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, even I'm not sure. If, I'm sure you caught on. Uh, you you saw it. You saw the video. Uh, when I met LL Cool J on Instagram. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was the first song I played. Yes, I do remember and that. It, he was just, oh my gosh. Like, he was just so into the song. Mm-hmm. And he was like, play another one. I'm like, I'm not ready for that. Uh, let me find something. Um, but I get the most praise out of that song. Mm. And then a lot of times they're like, yo, the bass. The bass is crazy. I'm like, look, I literally had two notes and I was playing it with this MIDI bass line and then you just like you did something extra to it man um thank you man and I just like it was and you know what we were like in a basement somewhere yeah we were in a basement recording Mm -hmm. and you were like I still got videos of you playing with my drum machine like with the uh Rock with you, Michael Jackson sample. <laughs> <laughs> Just me struggling. <laughs> right. 
Um, but it was really cool, man, to to have that. And that experience was really what it it turns people's heads, you know, when they hear that song. Yeah. Um, and now it's finally on, you know, all platforms, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, all that. I, it's even on Napster. I didn't even know Napster. Napster. <laughs> I didn't know Napster uh, was still around. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's still there, you know, and it's like people really love the song. And I'm like, that's amazing. So it's like I try to uh, – I. It's, uh, I think you were probably one of the only, one of the two live musicians on my, on any of my music. Okay. Everybody else was, everything else was just me. And, but every time I had an experience with like a, a, a another person, mm-hmm. um, I just, I really love people, you know? And it's like, just like you said, it's not just the music, it's people. You're working with people. Yeah. Um, even when I was when, when I write stuff, you know, if I'm working with the orchestra, um, I'll walk to I walk over to them individually and ask them, how do you feel about this music? You know, stuff that I wrote. And they're like and they'll say, oh, it's fine. Yeah. If this was your song, what would you change? Mm-hmm. You know, I give them the opportunity. Right. And I learned so much from them. Mm-hmm. And they would tell me, well, when you want me to play this F sharp to an A, I have to jump this finger all the way right, over. Right, right. And I'm like, I had no idea. So Mm -hmm. how would you write this? And they would tell me. And I'm like, you know, and it just depends on the song. If the song is very relaxed and inspiring and stress, no stress, and you're stressing trying to play the stuff like on your violin. Yeah. That's you're you're not embodying like the essence of the song. So I want you to feel what the song is supposed to, you know, (laughs) is intended to give people. So. It just really depends. It depends. So like I'm I'm always learning, yeah. you know. So it's it's amazing. Yeah, no, that's 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 a great mindset to have. Always always be willing to to learn and you know, no, just just you no know, forever being a student. <laughs> um, right. Gabe, right. thank you so much for your t- yeah. Thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, I know we had some scheduling conflicts, but I'm glad it all worked out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad too. You know, this uh this conversation blessed me. Um so great to well, I mean I can't really I'm not looking at you physically, but um <laughs> virtually, I, I guess I guess that would be <laughs> I guess I guess that would be the way to phrase it. But um but man, um no, thank thank you so much for your time. Um really really appreciate just appreciate hearing your story. I hope we can make some music together at some point. Absolutely, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. And thank you for allowing me to be here. And this was a really cool experience. Um, I enjoyed it. And if there's anything else you need, any other recording techniques, or if you want to throw me something and sample it for you, I'll, I'll do that too. So just, you know, whatever you need, man. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. I really enjoyed chatting with Gabe about his musical upbringing and talking about professionalism. Gabe's stories reminded me about the importance of having great character and being easy to work with. To keep up with Gabe, you can follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also listen to his recent works on Apple Music and Spotify. Particularly, I Love You Girl. Whether you're a veteran or a first-time listener, 
I would greatly appreciate a rate and review for the podcast. Thanks again for being part of the conversation. And remember to have quality conversations. All you need to do is be kind and listen. Till next time.